following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. You're listening to Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast on the BICBP Radio Network with your hosts, EZD Derek Jaws, T-Wave Taylor Sekaterski, Big Diesel Nick Yelich, Bold Claim Ben Yelich, and Austin Kelm, the Stat Man. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Hats, Stats, and Stats. I, as always, am EZD. I'm here with Big Diesel and Bold Claim Ben. What's going on, boys? Chilling like a villain. Lovely weather we're having. We've we've been sent good weather. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I was out in the rain today, so that was fun. But, uh, you know, it's Buffalo. If you don't like the weather, wait a minute. So <laughs> that, that's how we roll pretty much this time of year. Um, we are here. We are talking about the AFC West. Um, last episode with my buddy Poe, we did the, I don't know, one of the NFC. NFC South. Yeah, we did the NFC South. And, um, you know, that was interesting. And I figured we did the Super Bowl champions. So why not go to the other side and do the Super Bowl runner-up and their division? So let's start with the Chiefs. Runner-up is just a fancy word for loser. Yeah, first loser. Uh, let's start with the Chiefs. Um, I mean... There's been like they got rid of their offensive line that was starting in the Super Bowl, but I think that was kind of necessary. I was going to say they haven't really done much in the off season, has it? It the attempt has been to retool the O line basically, yeah, and run it back because they know that they got guys. I mean, they're they might have done something with their linebackers because I don't know if anybody knows a Chiefs linebacker by name outside of the Missouri Kansas area. Um, you know, they're secondary and D line more than more yeah, they than uh Reggie Ragland's not with them anymore, is he? If he is, he's probably a backup. Like Do you remember when we went down the trade tree to see what we got for Reggie Ragland and it ended up being Matt Milano? Yeah, that's electric. That's a good turn. It's, it's a it's a huge trade tree. I will like definitely that's... take Matt Milano for Reggie Ragland any day yeah. of the week. Yeah. Uh, so looking at some of their offseason moves, um, they got Chris Jones to sign a four-year deal, obviously the big Pat Mahomes contract. Move, yeah. um, most of their best players are, are signed for quite a while, it looks like. Yep. Um, their, their biggest thing is what, how long their stars can be stars. Like right. Kels how, is already how 30. long they can stay healthy. Well, Kels, well. yeah, Kels is already thirty. Chris Jones is like twenty eight, twenty nine. So like they still got good years left in their NFL career. But as you know, thirty is like the threshold where you never know guys fall off a cliff. Yeah, you know, and I'm I'm interested to see how they use a guy like Clyde Edwards Hilaire this year. Um, Obviously, he had a, he was a little bit down in production. Product, but that's the same argument as the Bills running backs. I, I, I agree with you. Like he's not going to get the touches that Derrick Henry gets. So, like he's not going to get the volume. It, he's got to make the most on such a limited amount of touches a game because Pat Mahomes is going to spray the ball all over the field. Yeah, and I don't think he did a bad job at that. No, and and the teams that invited the run, like getting, we did. They're getting Damian he Williams did pretty back, nice. um, too, because he was an opt-out, right? Yes. Or he got hurt in training camp. I forget I, which. I'm pretty sure he was an opt-out. 
Uh, either way, he is coming back. Um, That's another weird thing is all the opt-outs are coming back. Most of them. Most of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's some interesting stuff going on right now with, like, the vaccine and stuff, which we're not going to touch because that's just – we're not going to Beasley it at, by any means. In this economy? No. no thanks. No, it's a, that's a bad look. Um, I'm it's, – it's interesting to see the Chiefs. Like, I, I when we did the last episode, we did a lot of talking about either you got – like, you, you nobody stays the same. Right. You either get better or you get worse. Um, obviously, inking Mahomes for majority of his career is a huge deal. Um, yeah, but I think you can agree that that at the Chiefs level, a lateral move in and of itself is getting better, right? You could make the argument, yeah. Just especially because in division, those teams have to readjust every year based on trying to beat you. As long as you win your division, you're in the playoffs every year, and as long as you got Pat Mahomes, you can make a run. Yeah, I mean, like, number one seed's super nice, right? And that buy is, like, critical. But I don't think that they would be upset if they walked into the playoffs as a three seed. I mean, you, uh, this this goes back to what I was saying is that all those stars have to stay healthy. And right. boosting that offensive line is probably the most critical thing for Kansas City because they almost got knocked out of the playoffs before they even made it to the Super Bowl because the Browns. Mahomes, yeah, Mahomes had a concussion. Yeah. Right. That was obviously in any team, that's the last thing you want to see no, is yeah, a playoff game yeah, where right. a quarterback goes down with it, getting his bell rung. But Well, and that's that's when Lamar got hit in our game, and I'm like, I don't want it to end like that. You did say like, that immediately. You were like, like, I, I, I want him I, on the field. I want him on that field. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, regardless, I don't, I don't think that a lateral move here is a bad move for the Chiefs. True. In terms of just bringing back most of their, considering, their big guys, considering yeah. how much star power they already have, yeah. And I mean, and there's already the. Um, it's funny because there's already been some issues with, um, you know, Tyreek Hill coming out and like somebody making a comment about him, like taking a discount to stay with the Chiefs, and he's like, "I'm not here to make e- your job easier." Like, I'm here to get paid. Right. That, to me, spells the start of a problem there. Right. Like, if if, if you look at that dude and say, I want to be... Like, if that, that dude comes out and says, I want to be the highest paid receiver in football. Um, and they say, no. <laughs> you know, it's it's tough. I mean... And wide receivers, I mean, they have the reputation, but it's for a reason that they can be divas. And, um, like, Brandon Marshall, I know, always says he's on one of the NFL shows where they yap all the time. He goes, wide receivers, despite like what, what we carry ourselves as we are fragile creatures. And like, if you, if you tick us off the wrong way about the wrong thing, all of a sudden it's going to become an issue that nobody else saw coming. You know what I mean? Right. And you saw that with Antonio Brown. I mean, you kind of saw that with Diggs, but I don't want to say Diggs went about it like a diva with the Minnesota thing, but it was more of like, he didn't in he didn't want to be a part of the offense where he wasn't even going to get looked at despite being open. He did the best thing for his career. Right. Yeah. But like, some people look at it and say that's diva-ish and it's the same thing. They ticked him off in the wrong way where he couldn't be as productive as as he wanted to be and help the team in the way that he thought he could. Right. And that created a divide. Yeah, it's um it's a fragile relationship. It, it really because is. Because it, it's a business and these guys, as much as they love playing the game, be, you have to make business decisions. And, I mean, as a player too, you know what I mean. Like, like that's why I never get mad at like Dak Prescott. Go get your bag. Like, yeah. go get that contract because I get it. Like, this is your time to make that money. Right. And I mean, 
imagine imagine like he's on his like imagine he's last year and the catastrophic injury he had and all of a sudden his his career's over right like oh man like that sucks like no that dude got paid well and like fought for that pay right yeah. for years and now he got his contract like his big right. one like which is good for him right um the interesting thing uh, Mahomes went uh underwent foot surgery to repair a torn plantar plate. I don't know what that means, right. but it sounds like it's not fun. I am assuming by the way he was like hobbling around, not that he doesn't always kind of walk like a penguin, but um, the way he was hobbling in the playoffs, like middle foot, Yeah, you know what I mean? Because he couldn't really plant on it, but like if you've ever had a foot injury, if the pressure that you can't put is on the front, then you just kind of like load up on the back and it doesn't work as well, but you can get away with it, you know what I mean? And you can do that vice versa, but if it's in the middle of the foot, you're just fucked. Well, and I finally found what I was looking for here. Um, so the offseason moves, the Chiefs signed Joe Thune, uh, Thune to right, a five-year gotcha. deal. Kyle Long came out of retirement and signed a one-year yeah. deal. Rams center yeah. Austin Blythe signed to the team, and they also got Demarcus Robinson uh, to re-sign for one year. They ended up releasing Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz. Right. Wow. Uh, who Those were are their... two big names. Yep. And they they actually released uh, Damian William. Damian Williams. Gotcha. Um, well, that's right. my question. Yeah. I liked him, but um, especially run, running backs are a dime a dozen. And yeah. If you can get the cheaper option, if, the if NFL team's always going to do if it. If you're – I'm not saying opting out. Like, you got to do what's best for you and your family, and especially last year. But, like, opting out of the NFL as, as, a, a, running as a running back is probably not the smart move. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's tough. Because yeah. that's the easiest replaceable position. Yeah. Yeah, you can find depth there anywhere. I mean, look how far freaking Le'Veon's career went down the drain as soon as he decided to take a year off. Come yeah, on, man. I mean, that was you Andy stop Reed's playing fault. football and you can't really get back into it. Yeah. Especially at that level. Yeah. Like, if you stop getting live reps for an entire year and then try to get back into it, I'd imagine that's like stepping in front of a subway bus. Yep. More than likely. Uh, the other move they made was they sent their first, third, and fourth picks this year as well as next year's fifth to – Baltimore for their second round, a sixth, and Orlando Brown. That's a great move for them, man. Orlando Brown is a stud. Go Irish. Hell yeah. Uh, And then their draft class included Nick Bolton, the linebacker from Missouri, in the second round. Um, I like that guy, too. Creed Humphrey, a center from Oklahoma, in the second round. Then they went to the fourth with a compensatory pick and got Joshua Kando, a DN from Florida State. Sure. Uh, Round five. From Miami through Las Vegas and the Jets. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Electric. Yeah. Uh, Noah Gray, tight end from Duke. Then a round five compensatory. All that to just take some douchebag from Duke? Yep, pretty much. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, then Talk about not in this economy. Yeah, right? <laughs> Holy hell. Then uh, round five compensatory, Cornell Powell, wide receiver from Clemson. And round six, number two. 226 from Carolina through the Jets. Trey Smith, guard from Tennessee. So as we mentioned, a couple, you know, bolstering the defense with the linebacker and a defensive end, taking a guard and a center. And I I believe you can always find good quality linemen late in a draft. Not to mention, like, Joel Tooney plus Orlando Brown. There's two stud NFL-ready, like, you know that they're all-pro offensive linemen. Yeah. And then you're drafting Creed Humphrey, who by all accounts is – gonna be a stud yeah 
So, so, so much for the uh, like lateral move. I think I, they, they definitely found ways to get better here. Yeah. Um, well, not to mention getting rid of veteran linemen at, who were expensive. I mean, that's going to be how they're keeping the rest of their stars, you know, under the cap. Yeah. That, that had to be it. They just. Yeah, at, at this cut, point. Cut bait and, and. At this point for the next, like, five years as well, that's all Kansas City's game plan is, is trying to get the best team with the cap that you have available. Yeah, you got to do it like the Patriots. You got to know when to cut bait and, and replace and, you know. It's like micro rebuilds. Yeah. You got to keep your core keep your core guys and get rid of the ones that you know you can get by. I, I always go back to the Chicago Blackhawks in that. Yep. You keep your top two lines with like a rookie flyer on one of them. You have a third line center and you fill that with depth. Yeah. Uh, you know, and but in the end, yeah, and you can do that in any league. And it also helps when you start really good. Right. That you can just find guys to replace guys as right. attrition happens. Right. And well, you know what? There's This is one thing I find in the NFL draft, too, just because like the 2013 draft recently popped up. And I know there's been a couple others. But with the media hype that surrounds the NFL draft nowadays, picking late in the first round is so much better. Because you get the guys who are like ball players who fall through the cracks. They they didn't have this great pro day and all that. And then this gem falls into your lap and everyone goes, oh, man, why did Barkevious Mingo not work out as a top five pick for the Browns? <laughs> well, he's jerking off on kids' butt cheeks or some nonsense. I don't even know what to take on that one. I, I'm just saying, like. Right. These things, they happen. They shouldn't, but they, they shouldn't. I mean, yeah, like that's – I don't know why Barkevious Mango is the one who came to mind, but yeah. <laughs> because sometimes. Probably um, because of the news recently. With, yeah. Right. So uh, moving on from yeah. from the Kansas City Chiefs, who I believe are – they're poised to be in the top of the AFC again because as long as you Boo, have – hiss. Right. Boo. As long as you have that offense running the way it's going to run – you know it's going to be tough not to put pick them to be near the top. Do you have two teams in this division making playoffs? Yes. I, I mean, there's seven teams in in the playoffs now, but I don't, I don't, I don't see the AFC North or the AFC South having the 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 power to withstand against the second team I don't say, from I, the West. Yeah, I don't think the AFC East either. Ah, Dolphins are pretty good. Dolphins are in a spot where their team is good enough to carry their quarterback, and you can win games like that. Tyrod yep. Taylor, Tyrod off, Taylor. Off. I don't know. I think uh, I think the Dolphins are uh, a player or two away. Oof. That <laughs> one went over horribly, and I think it gave me a stomach ulcer. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about the Raiders next, so we're going to get that. off the other divisions. and uh, The Raiders are an interesting beast, in my opinion. Um I, that is a way it's because to say it. it is because of Gruden. Uh, is it or is it Mayock? A little I, bit of both. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to think of any of it. It's a media circus with every single every single yeah. year. The Raiders are the same exact way, though. You don't know what to think about them. They could either they're boom or bust. Well, I mean, they were one of the teams that knocked off the Chiefs in a game last year. Yep. Uh, Derek Carr for eight games looked like he was going to set the world on fire, and Always. then he looked like Derek Carr. He always does that, though. Not always. He he hit, he had that year, and then he you know kind of snapped the lower half of his leg, and he's never been the same. But well, he also broke his back one season because he yeah talked talk some crap, and his lineman didn't like him for a year. And dude's had a rough run. Wears mascara. Yeah, yeah, it's tough yeah. luck. I'm not gonna lie. 
So um, we'll start with their draft. They went and got Alex Leatherwood, a tackle from Alabama. By all accounts, they reached on him. Yeah, but, everything I've heard. But at the same time, man, Classic like, like everyone everyone can, can go fuck themselves. Because, like, if I got a guy who I like, who I think fits my team, who I think can start for my team, why not pick him? Yeah. I mean, and I've always said you I don't, don't care you what don't the take, pundits think. You don't take a first-round talent, or you don't take a guy in the first round and not have him play. Right. Like, your first-round pick should be a dude who's going to see the field day one. Yeah. Unless, yep. unless you drafted that quarterback and you're like, okay, I have a guy for Honestly, this year. or us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, I mean, our defensive linemen are known to not really touch the field week one. Our first-rounders. I mean, yeah. Our, at, well, also our coaching staff runs things differently. Vanessa was a second-rounder, but. The, the point being just like. You have to have a strong organization to draft a first-round guy and be like, no, no, he's not going to contribute to our success from day one like with meaningful reps. Right. You know yeah, what we'll I mean? rotate him in near the end of the season. Right. I mean, they, they rotate him in early, too, but it's to get him that NFL experience without it being the pressure right. of you need to be on the field for three right. rounds. Right. We're yep. relying on you for this for this drive. Right. You know, they're like, no, hey, it's first and ten. You know, go get a, go get a look. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I I honestly believe unless it's a, like, potentially a quarterback, if you already have one that you're like, okay, this is our guy for a year, you're going to be a bridge guy, let this dude learn the system, learn the, the NFL speed, and then play, which is what we tried to do with Josh. And right. Then, Jordan Love? We're not talking about that division yet. I know. It's we, just... I, I, just stay yeah, okay. on topic. Right, God. Well, Who brought you? This guy. I'm going to mute. This guy over here. I'm going to mute your mic. You're going to get put All right. Well, can we talk about the Raiders? Because, like, I do like one move that they made, which is bringing in Kenyon Drake. And I I like Kenyon Drake. I like Kenyon Drake a lot. He's been productive in the NFL. And to be perfectly honest, like, Josh Jacobs can be a workhorse. But, but, why would it, like, the Browns. Nick Chubb's a workhorse, but does it hurt to have Kareem Hunt come in and spell him a a break? No. How many times last year did did we see the Browns? run people over with Chubb and then say, oh, here's a dude who can run hard but is a little bit more elusive and Hunt went out one, like didn't have a touch into the third and then yeah. got over 100 in right. the end of the third and yeah. into the fourth. Right, like, it, that's that's part of wearing teams down. And, and in all reality, that's John Gruden's style, right? Yeah. He's a power football. We're going to grind you down. We're going to eat clock on offense so that your offense doesn't have the ball. That's why they, they were able to beat Kansas City last year. Josh yeah. Jacobs in their running game. And now here's the here's the question with them. Yeah, they drafted Leatherwood, but they also released two All Pro linemen and traded a third, right? I think so. I, I haven't had the, so that. So Richie yet, Incognito is like the sole survivor from the line. Does that does that surprise you? No, the, the man's a little crazy. But when you're bringing in kids, <laughs> is he really who you want to be your senior voice of reason? I don't know if the man has a voice. That of reason. is kind of my point. Now he's great. If you had like, if you had Trent Brown at left tackle and Incognito at left guard, then you could have Trent Brown be like the mentor, and Richie's just the crazy uncle who, like, you know, you get hyped up to play with, and he's nuts and he's a little bit racist, but you know, you you have to let that slide if you, and then you're like, hey, pal, let's not do that, and then you know he goes out <laughs> there and he crushes some skulls. Let's not do that. Um. 
I feel like that's Richie Incognito in a T. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, I, I loved having him in Buffalo. Yeah, he's a hell of a football player, but you know player. that he toes the line of society. Yes. Like, and not, no. Okay. Yes. That is the best way to put that. He doesn't toe the, the line of the NFL. Yeah. He toes the line of like, are you okay to be a person yeah. in public? Do we need to <laughs> hospitalize you? Is Although that, whoever's trying to sedate that man, bring at least two horse tranks. Right. With a gun to shoot him. Because yeah. you, you're not getting close <laughs> enough. Um, so second round pick for the, uh, for the Raiders here was safety Trayvon Morig, who, I mean, they have Jonathan Abram. That's the other thing I was going to say. a stud, but he, he can't stay on the field. That's the other thing I was going to say How about the Raiders. How many safeties do they have though? They got like six. They don't really have a defense. They don't have linebackers. Right. Yeah. I like Max Crosby. The I do too. Max Crosby's pretty good. I like that. I like their D tackles. I got Mo Hurst. Um, I know everyone grilled them for taking Cleveland Farrell, but like he's serviceable. He probably shouldn't. Definitely should not have been an eleventh overall pick. But right. I mean, he's playing meaningful minutes for them, and he's not the worst football player I've ever witnessed. So they got decent pieces, but they don't have a cute. They don't have a corner one. They don't have like a stud inside linebacker, and they got. A revolving door at safety. Yeah, and really, it's because Abram, who was a first round pick, has trouble staying on the field. Well, he stopped leading with his head. They uh, they re-signed Carl Joseph, who was another former first round pick. Right, but he's uh, getting older. Yeah, and they said that Morig might be better in coverage than both of them, so he might actually be a guy that could spell one side or the other, depending on what they need or you know which one's not dead. Uh, third third round pick, they took Malcolm Kuntz from Buffalo. Yeah, shout out Kuntz. I like Kuntz a lot. And obviously they're going back to that well after John Gruden traded Khalil Mack and said, man, it's hard to find pass rushers in this league. <laughs> All time. All time. <laughs> but, yeah, I like Coons. Obviously we watch a lot of UB because we're from Buffalo. So um, from what I saw from Coons, he's he's not really a, a hand-in-the-dirt guy. Yeah. Um, but third down, you need him to get off the ball and go get the quarterback. Think like a smaller, more shifty version of Clay Matthews. Right. Um, and, you know, Nice little compliment to the fact that they added Yannick Ngakwe and Goku and, and yep, who however you say his last name. Cause after all the hype coming out of Jacksonville was Garbo last year. Yeah, for three different teams in a one yeah. season. Oh, Garbo, yeah. hey, that's trust in the that's process. That's how you lose. That's how you lose all of all of your free agent worth. That yeah. one. That year. that is trusting the process right there and trusting that Bean is going to get the right guy because that's a fact. we were. Heavy on him in the the off season, especially yeah. Bill's Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Bill, Bill's Twitter was all about it, and that's yeah. I, but that's I, like every, Zach Ertz too. Every every chance I get, I like to remind people that our front office has said time and time again that it's not about getting big name people; it's about getting the right people, and I love that. But uh, you know, so Kuntz, he's not going to start over Ngakwe. He's no not going to start like over I Crosby. Said, third third down, third and long. I can easily see him getting on the field. They bump. Ngakwe to like three tech. Yeah. Uh, they signed safety linebacker, or they drafted Divine Diablo. Ah, uh, wow. yes. I, I did know that they got that guy. What a name. Yeah, seriously. Heaven and hell, huh? Yeah. His yeah. parents. Uh, Divine Diablo. They were smoking the devil's lettuce or something. Safety linebacker from Virginia <laughs> Tech. Yeah. That's a, that's, if he was going to go anywhere, the Raiders was the best, best team to go. Yeah, Divine Diablo playing in Sin City. Yeah, uh, you can't you can't write that. I mean, you can, but this happened to work <laughs> out fantastically. Um, this was a little bit of a reach. They a lot of people had him going in the fifth. Um, the note on I'm reading on him is one of the best names in the draft. But, Shocking. Uh, 
We could they, do that. We could we could definitely comment on the draft. Every every time we say something dumb, some writers are already written it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, they did announce him as a linebacker, so don't be surprised if he doesn't start playing that like Matt so Lomano yeah, type role. I was role. gonna say he's Magic Lomano. Yeah, uh, but they hope. Well, so then yeah. in the fourth round they drafted Tyree Gillespie, oh, another safety name. from Missouri. Yep, I, <laughs> I do know that he. If I remember correctly, he was a bigger guy too, though. Uh, <laughs> Raiders are just six Raiders, foot two ten. Raiders are just yeah, gonna say yeah. fuck Sticker. it. Let's run. Let's run nickel. Seriously, well, I mean that's what the Bills are yeah. doing, and, yeah. and like they're probably looking at that like, hey, why why are we still trying to run seven in the box against Pat Mahomes and Justin Herbert? Right. I mean, uh, against against the Broncos, sure, sure. Fifth round, they took Nate Hobbs, cornerback from Illinois. So Goal I mean, line trying, eye, baby. trying, trying to, trying to fill those voids that we talked about before we went through. The yeah, draft but picks. doing it late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's like, like, okay, granted, we Dane, we might have found Dane Jackson, who I'm all aboard the Dane train in like the fifth round or seventh round, wasn't it? Um, but I mean, who's drafting the fifth round at corner and being like, yeah, this guy's going to start for us? Yeah, that's the dude. Yep. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, but not from day one. You know what right. I mean? Like Teron yeah. Johnson didn't start at nickel corner from day one. We got right. him in the fifth round, and now he's a stud. Yeah. Uh, and then they rounded out their draft with a center from Pittsburgh, Jimmy Morrissey, who, again, I think if you're if you're taking flyers on linemen late. I always say that's move. the move. Definitely not a bad move. Uh, the rest of the Raiders offseason, uh, they had they re-signed Jonathan Hankins. They re-signed Nicholas Morrow. They lost to Karis McKinley to the Browns. Meh. They lost Eric Harris to the Falcons. They re-signed Tenzel Good, Nevin Lawson, Derek Carrier, Zay Jones. Ooh, Zay still got a contract in the league. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, he said, I, I, there was a quote from him that said, I found the love of the game again with Gruden. And then someone posted that right next to like his stats, and it's just one of the funniest tweets. I've seen. Yeah, I was gonna say like I could <laughs> definitely do his job for way less money. Yeah, call me up, Las Vegas. And hey, you don't jump out of hotels naked. Not yet. Give, give I want. Yeah, I mean, give like, it time. Once the fame hits, I don't know how I'm gonna react. <laughs> the, the the day is young. Um. Raekwon McMillan left for the Patriots. Devontae Booker went to the Giants. Nelson Aguilar went to the Pats. Theo Riddick went to uh, re-signed with the Raiders. Uh, and they have he's still in the league, huh? Yeah, I like Theo. I always liked him. And then, as of what I'm reading here, um, Kyle Wilbur, Sam Young, Daryl Worley, Vic Beasley, Ukemi Igelwi, Jeremiah Volaga, and DJ Killings are yet to be signed. Signed. Who are unrestricted free agents? I do like Vic Beasley. Uh, they also signed. They signed Nick. Well, Willie Sneed, Nick Martin, Yannick Ngakwe, oh, yeah, Kenyon Drake, Solomon Thomas, John Brown from the Bills, um, Dallin Levitt. Because apparently they just need nine hundred safeties. They they have good receivers. I told you yeah, they have nine hundred safeties. safeties. They they have good receivers as well. Like uh, I do. Their I do, offense. I do like the their offense. Their offense yeah. has been productive ever since Gruden's got there. Yeah. The issue is that they can't stop a nosebleed. Yeah. Uh, Quentin Jefferson, obviously Carl Joseph, we talked about, and then Rasul Douglas and long snapper Trent. Sieg. I do like Rasul Douglas. Nice little role player. Yeah. So um, it's definitely an interesting run. 
not a lot of big splash moves there, but not. It's the, the Raiders are going to be what they always are. They're week to week, they're either going to be the greatest team you've ever seen, or why the hell are they on this this field? Yeah, yeah. That's they, with seventeen games, they probably win six or seven games. Probably, you know, they'll they. I would imagine that they probably split with the Chargers or the Chiefs, just because divisions, um, and divisional games are wacky. So, I mean, not I think, the worst. Outlook, I think they're but. on the, they're probably in looking out, or they're on the cusp of playoffs. They're at the point where, like, if things start going bad this year, I can easily see them going. So, uh, did Mar- Marcus Mariota still there? I yeah. believe so. I can easily see them shipping out Derek Carr for like scraps, rocking with Mariota for the rest of the year, and then drafting high and and going for a top prospect there. Yeah, because I feel like. If if Gruden and Carr aren't winning this year, and granted it's a tough division, but like if they're not winning, then Gruden's not going anywhere. The Mark Davis is not buying out that contract. No. So it's clear that Derek Carr would be the one to go. Yeah. Um, I, the Browns are very five hundred to me, and I think they're always going to be the Browns. Sorry, Raiders. Raiders. I'm looking Whoa. at like ni- I'm looking at oh like ninety. Oh my god! Oh no! I'm looking you at just like upset two cities. I know. And, and, and you <laughs> with, and you told me sentence. and you told me to stop talking about Jordan Love. Okay, listen. I'm looking at like six different things because I'm trying to stay ahead oh, of the topic. Yeah. So I gotta run the podcast. Yeah. I do have to run the damn podcast. <laughs> yeah, we just uh, show up and say stupid stuff. So the Raiders are a 500 team to me, and I think they always will be. Um, but yeah, so. Moving on to the Broncos, this team has had a very busy offseason. They've made 24 moves. Ooh. They cut A.J. Bouye. They cut Jarrell Casey. They cut Kyle Pico. They cut Darren Paulo. They cut Jordan Leggett. They cut Elijah Holder. They cut Fred Brown. They cut Joel Heath. They got Natiz Patrick off waivers. Sure. They rescinded their tender or cut Philip Lindsay, who then went and signed with the Texans. Correct. They ten, they got uh, Deontay Spencer, Trey Marshall, Calvin Anderson, Tim Patrick, uh, Alexander Johnson, Kyle Pre- Fuller. President Johnson. They signed Mike Boone. They got Ronald Darby. Oh, the Darbs. Always got a soft spot in my heart for the yeah, Darbs. Yeah, too. Love Ronald Darby. Uh, they re-signed Shelby Harris. Shelbs. They picked up Von Miller's option. Naturally. They re-signed Justin Simmons. Good yeah, move. Yeah, that's a good move. They re-signed Kareem Jackson. Sure. They cut Nick uh, Nick Vanett. Yeah. Fair. They signed Shamar Steffen. Okay. That's their offseason so far. Hmm. Draft? Draft. Stuff. All right. Uh, they drafted Pat Sertain. Pat Sertain. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yep, Ninth overall. That. Makes sense. Try to replace Chris Harris Jr., really. Uh, 35th overall, they took Javante Williams, running back from UNC. Okay. 98th overall, offensive line Quinn Marinez. Oh, yeah. From Wisconsin, Wisconsin Whitewater. Water. The belly dude. He's yeah. a badass, yo. Yeah, and I just, there on the other page I was on, it said, uh, let's see. Here we go. Um, Broncos left tackle Garrett Balls thinks offensive line Quinn Marinez might have a lucky belly. 
Garrett Bowles is also a badass. I like their O-line, to be honest. They got some funny characters on there. Uh, 105th overall, linebacker Baron Browning from Ohio State. Ooh, Browning actually got – I didn't even know he got picked because he was a five-star athlete who started at Ohio State day one and it was Garbo. <laughs> uh, 152nd overall, Caden Stearns, a safety from Texas. Uh, 164th overall, Jamar Johnson, a safety from Indiana. 219th overall, wide receiver Seth Williams from Auburn. And that's their draft class. Oh, wait, no, it's not. Um, An ad popped up. It was weird. Uh, 237th overall, cornerback Kerry Vincent Jr. from LSU. 239th overall, Jonathan Cooper, outside linebacker from The Ohio State. And 253rd, defensive end Marquise Spencer from Mississippi State. Okay. I mean, the Broncos had a good roster last year. Yes. They're very, very similar to the Dolphins. They're like Dolphins light. I I felt that the Broncos are a quarterback away from being legitimate contenders. Well, you know. Is that not Dolphins light? That's all, that's Dolphins on the this nose. This is <laughs> That's, there's nothing light it's, about that. I just like the the Miami front office better than the Broncos. It's you gotta Fair. you gotta be staying healthy on offense, and that's yeah. They didn't have any receivers last year, but Cortland Sutton back. You get Jerry. You got Jerry Judy. You got Jerry Judy back. You got Noah Fant. Right. You got a Wooka Wooka Boom. Yeah, <laughs> that's why they cut Vanette. Um, they still got Jake Butler. Did they release him? I think they released him. Probably. That was awesome too. What a tight end room. Um, and we already said they're, they're all lines like, you know, they're interesting characters, but honestly, if you get an interesting character at offensive line in the NFL, usually they're pretty good. See Richie incognito. I mean, um, generally speaking. Yeah. I mean, like you got to have something off to be good at that position. Feliciano. Yeah. Right. Um, David Bakhtiari. Just yeah. Russian <laughs> brews at the Bucks games. That's what you're looking for, man. So like they and then defensively, Nick Chubb, Von Miller, the like yeah they released Jarrell Casey, but they they signed slash drafted, no they didn't draft any D line, but they signed a couple D linemen I think, and then their back end has always been strong and adding certain to that to hopefully find Chris, the next Chris Harris Jr. who went to L A last year, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah I I want them to be good, I really do. Yeah, I like Denver. I, I, I think I think football is better when Denver is good. Similar to I think that football is better when Texas Longhorns are good at football. I agree. I I miss the days of like Texas being good and Miami being good and all that good stuff. College football, not fuck Miami Dolphins. Yeah, Dolphins suck. Tua sucks. Squish the fish. I just I don't know how to feel about the Broncos because they I nobody trusts Drew Locke, nor should they. Yeah, but. Things happen. It's the NFL. He could be a stud. But probably not. Eh. No matter what the rest of the NFL and media wants you to believe, everybody who watched Josh Allen play saw the potential. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow broke all, well, they were going, Herbert broke all the records. Burrow was on the way to breaking records before he got hurt. But you could see the talent despite their rookie flaws. Like, Drew Locke and Tua, not the same. I see more. Josh, in, Josh. I see more in Drew Locke than I see in Tua. Well, yeah, but like even Sam Darnold, like Sam had a similar issue to Josh, where it was like the dumb throw. But 
at the same time and not having receivers, yeah. Right, but at the same time I didn't feel like Sam had that extra level to his game where fourth quarter regardless of whether he could make the throw or not, Josh was getting you the first down. Yeah. He was giving you a good shot at least and that's Right. But Herbert and Burrow had that same kind of it as a rookie, I yeah. say. I agree. Um, and, and, but they and were better passers. And that, and that's the biggest difference between those guys and your Tua's and your Drew Locks is like you they're like when when it matters, their shortcomings are glaring. Right. When it matters, when, when you need that one drive, not so much. When you need that one drive, and all of your mistakes will be amplified. Let's go to work. Yeah. And our guy shines through. Drew Lock. Do they so do they still have Melvin Gordon? Yes. So that that's their that's their running that's back. their running back one. Mm-hmm. And Royce Freeman, I believe, is still there as well. Gotcha. They decided I, to let I, Lindsey go. I think that's stupid to let Lindsey go. Yeah. I mean, he was undrafted, so it's not like they lost no asset for nothing. Like, and who's going to pay for a running back is in a, like a trade? You're going to get a seventh round pick. You might as well just find another undrafted running back. True. Yeah, I, I we talk about it all the time on the show. We don't waste our time, effort, or money on running backs. I mean, it's, stu- it's stupid. It's you stupid too in this day and age. I know. I know. We're talk. I'm talking about a different team here, but like, I, he went to the Texans. How many freaking running backs do the Texans have? Uh, enough to make the ghost of Bill O'Brien roll over. Yeah. They still got that bag of footballs they traded for D-Hop, though. <laughs> they do. Brand new still in box. They got David Johnson a new knee with the uh, money that Arizona gave them for D-Hop. Right. <laughs> Whatever works, right? Yeah, I guess. Uh, so, moving on to the the last and most certainly, in my opinion, not least of this, uh, of this division, are the Chargers who are going in with Brand new head coach, Brandon Staley, that our friend who pulled claim Ben just went down the Wikipedia rabbit hole on before we hit the record. Thanks for not saving that for airtime. Yeah, that would have been pretty cool. It was electric. You guys missed out. Nice going, nerd. I just wanted to know. Well, do you know? I even told him. I even told because he was going to do it at home, and I was like, nah, wait till we get there. Save it for air. I mean, do you really want to sit here for like three minutes waiting for me to look through his Wikipedia page? No, it was just interesting that like his coaching tree was interesting and fun. Yeah, so, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about his coaching tree real quick. Go ahead, tear it up. That's why we bring you for these things. All right, so so he started off at um, Tennessee as a graduate assistant. He was a quarterback before that at Dayton, um, played quarterback. So he then he went to uh, John Carroll um, with a year at James Madison in between for like three or four years. Uh, as an outside linebacker coach. And then the past two years before... so You're doing a great job, Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. You're doing a great I'm, I'm job. I'm having a rough time. <laughs> so then he spent the next two years in the NFL as an outside linebacker coach and then got upgraded to defensive coordinator for the Rams last year and now head coach for the Chargers. That's right, because Wade Phillips dipped on them. Yeah, it's been... Very steep incline. So he has no head coaching experience at at, at all. At, at all. It's a ballsy move. I, I mean, love and it. he has one year. He has one year of coordinator experience. So interesting conversation. Then is he more unqualified hire than Freddie Kitchens? Maybe. Because I mean, I can't. Maybe the Jets dude who was the year after uh, Parcells when Belichick dipped and right. he got immediately fired. But who else has been that like irrelevant? And then got oh my a gosh the one the one year uh, guy from Arizona, 
that um, he was he was coach uh, the year that Josh Rosen was there, and they Josh After Rosen hunt, huh? After Ken Wisen hunt, yeah. So so Rosen gets shipped out. He gets fired, and they immediately bring in Kyler and Klingsbury. Yeah. I'm looking it up. Hold on. He literally yeah, got fired. Was... He got fired after one year. Steve Wilkes. Steve, Steve Wilkes. Wilkes. <laughs> there you go. So Steve Wilkes, Freddie Kitchens, um, hopefully not Brandon Staley for the Chargers' sake. And um, all their 2,000 fans. At, at least they didn't try to hire Adam Gase. Well, That's fair. I don't know about you, but I think there's plenty of tread left on those tires. Well, he, Hey, men gonna, will tell you that. We're, we're going to find out because he's the head coach. Sorry, he's the offensive coordinator of a high school football team now. Electric. What a, a fall from grace. A high school football team wouldn't even give him the head job. He's just looking he's just, <laughs> he's just looking at the high school kids going, oh, I used to coach the New York Jets. They're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> offensive genius. Two two and fourteen. <laughs> shut up, kid. Uh so after the seven and nine season they just had, uh the brightest spot of this Chargers team was Justin Herbert, who thanks to a doctor losing his license and Tyrod losing a lung, got the start and, and, and took the reigning defending Super Bowl champs to the brink. Yeah. Uh, in one of the wildest showdowns of young, talented quarterbacks. And this, that was an electric This fan. team that was insane. We use that term a lot, but oh my God, the ohms of electricity this, in the air. Like Niseg called. Yeah. They want to know where the yeah, power surge is coming grid, from. National Grid was pissed. This team is the definition of keeping your team healthy. Yeah. Uh, I would say there's one been, other team in the NFL that would be the definition I, of that. I mean, this this team for years... San Fran. Yeah. San yeah. Fran, yeah. Well, this I think they're a lot like San Fran yeah. in the fact that when healthy, this team is dominant. Yes. Yeah. Having Joey is, Bosa I was going to say, is having a Bosa the boomer bust injury potential common denominator probably yeah because they're just so i mean crazy derwin james has been i know out. he's like the greatest safety in the nfl who's played three downs in the nfl that's a tough sell yeah uh, i mean like that's what how people talk about him yeah. and at this point i'm like well last time i saw him he was at florida state so i don't know what you want me to say well it's gonna be an interesting year because um the chargers released trey turner they don't have melvin ingram anymore do they no. No. Oof. Uh, so they... Like that's going to be an issue. No, but to have another pass rusher on the other side of Bosa, having two pass rushers is better than one. Just... So... Go ahead. They released Trey Turner, linebacker Malik Jefferson, and cornerback Casey Hayward. Uh, they made the decision to not franchise tag Hunter Henry. Uh, Power they, moves. They, I like that move. They signed Corey Lindsley, uh, Matt Feeler, and O'Day... Obushi, who are both guards, uh, cornerback Michael Davis, tight end Jared Cook, and quarterback Chase Daniel. Oh, Chase Daniel, Mizzou's finest. Let's go! Da- like, bring I, me I, the Jayhawks in 07, baby. This this is the best part of doing these things is like finding these names I, that you're I, like I that dude it, still yeah. plays. I That's awesome. It. Yeah, um, he was. Uh, was he? Wasn't he the backup for um, the Chiefs? Yeah, for a while for Alex yeah. Smith. Yeah. yeah. Uh. It said heading into the draft, they were looking to fill the hole yeah. at left tackle. Nice. Um, Sam Tevy signed with the Colts. 
boy. I'm too tired for this today. <laughs> it was the delayed laugh from him that got uh, me. I'm too tired for this today. I don't know today. why it took so long to register. Uh, so I'm not smart. <laughs> so going in, the the Chargers draft picks at 13, they took Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle from Northwestern. Better than Penne. They, uh, they grabbed Asante Samuel Jr., the corner from Florida, who I'm not going to lie. I have a hard time not vote like not wanting to see somebody on my team that's got an all a former all pros name with junior after it. I, I just feel like that's you're probably getting a good product. There. The Cleveland Browns and Kellen Winslow Jr. have entered the chat. Yes. Uh no at seventy seventh overall in the third round, they got Josh Josh Palmer, wide receiver from Tennessee. Their third round compensatory pick, they got Trey McKitty, tight end from Georgia. Uh fourth round, Chris Rumpf. The second. Fantastic. Oh, there's another one. There's two of them running around. Yeah. Wow. Chris hey, Rump- there's a second. That means there's a third coming. And, Possibly. And, and this one's hey. from Duke, so that he might still he might oh, be out Oh, God. There. We got another Duke douchebag. <laughs> Can we just lock them all up? Uh, fifth round pick at 159 was Brendan James, offensive tackle from Nebraska. Uh, sixth round pick from Jacksonville through Tennessee was Nick Neiman, a linebacker from Iowa. I like that guy. Another big big hey, Hawkeye fan real quick. Two, so, that's, uh, that's, shout out to that dude. Two Big Ten uh, offensive linemen in a row, right? He said linebacker. Yes, I did uh, say linebacker. Yeah, well, you know, I don't hear well either. <laughs> we listen. We I'm finally, stupid, and I don't hear well, so it's, it's, it's a rough go, man. We finally got you a headset. You should it's be able to hear better. Scene. I know. It's a really tough scene. We, we can turn Let's up just the continue. volume. Um, other sixth-round pick, Larry Round. Roundtree, yeah, the third. Larry Roundtree, oh the third. Oh my God, there's three Larrys, <laughs> three whole Larrys. A lot of a lot of round trees running around. <laughs> oh uh, God, running back from Missouri, and then they rounded out with their seventh round pick, Mark Webb, the safety. Yeah, from they rounded Georgia. it out after the round tree. Yeah, got to round it out after <laughs> a round tree with Mark Webb. Great guy, local guy, community yeah. guy. Yeah, uh, big time stuff there, guys. Big time stuff. I'm intrigued by the Jared Cook move. Yeah, me too. I like Jared Cook, despite the fact that he. Is he's like uh, Benjamin Watson? He's yeah. like old as hell, but somehow can still run like a gazelle and is employed by the NFL. And he's just the replacement right now for. Um, for they Henry. drafted yeah. like three tight ends. Yeah, and Antonio Gates is long gone, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's another guy who was in the league forever. God. Yeah, Hunter Henry came to uh, came to the Patriots. Hunter we'll Henry him. is overrated. As yeah, hell. he's also another one never healthy. Yeah. And also, like, I am one of the only people who religiously watches the tight end position, and I got to tell you, he's not that great of a receiver. Like, Martellus Bennett said it best, and, like, in terms of a tight end, this is what you want. Jason Witten, wildly, like, unathletic and goofy, but God damn it, he was always open. Always yeah, open. He, he found the holes in the... Um... Hunter Henry's too athletic for his own good. And that's, that's what... Uh, um... Kelsey does the best is he finds the right. holes in the zone, but he also has the speed to be a vertical guy. Well, right. Yeah. He's, he's the guy who has all the athletic tools, but is also wildly good at the game. Yeah. Hunter Henry's just a freak athlete that they stick at the tight end position. Cause they don't know where else to put him. And they're like, go get the ball. Kind of like Dawson Knox. Yep. I said it last week. I'm intrigued to see how he does coming out of that tight end university thing that they just did this get year. him with George Kittle and get him nuts. That's all I want. Like I, I so want this kid to have just a breakout season. I'm I. We've all been like we want to cheer for Dawson Knox. We want to see him be successful more than anything, and he just like he won't 
That's, do it. And that's 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 the part of the potential thing because we can see that like oh, yeah. it's oh, flash, yeah. flashes of it, absolute oh my dominance. God. It's incredible. And then he'll hit, Josh will hit him in, right in the hands. Nobody around him with five yards and balls on the ground. You, have to, you ask him to go over two guys, a safety and a linebacker, he'll go up and get the ball. Well, I don't know how. Yeah, then but you ask him to just catch a catch a little hitch route over the middle for a third down. He's like, ah, bloop, bloop. yeah, and then he catches one, rumbles down the sideline, stiff arms a dude, runs another dude over, and drags a third guy for five yards. The very next play, some dude barely gets a hand on him and he fumbles. It just it, it's so hot and cold. It's so frustrating. He is the reincarnation of Leotis McKelvin. Just good Leotis, <laughs> bad Leotis. <laughs> yeah, that might be accurate. Uh, we are doing our AFC East one last. And I'm going to basically Shocking. let any anybody any of the hosts that want to be on can come That's hang out. That's going to be a shit show. Oh god, yeah. Uh, I will need to do my absolute best I probably, to control I probably the microphones. Yeah, you're that. gone, gone forever, Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, you're gonna be uh, you're gonna I got, be, I got gonna be two waking weeks. up with some dude in his underwear cooking bacon. <laughs> it's gonna be you. Don't lie. I don't think I'm gonna be at Alfred. You. You don't know. <laughs> Oh, fumble. That's like the third time you've dropped something, guy. <laughs> look at look at the, the motor <laughs> skills are questionable at best. All right. So uh, we've wrapped it up. So let's go with uh, let's start with bold claim. Ben, give me your uh, give me your AFC West rankings. My who, rankings. Who, who um, finishes first? I don't need records. I just want first, second, third, fourth. All right. Well, I got the Chiefs and the, the, the next three are just hard to really put down. That's what she said. You really, I mean, to put down. I, I, I would have said like the dog catcher. You gotta. Or you know what? Screw it. I'll be bold and just make a bold. Let's go. Bold prediction. Bold, let's go. He just he just curled his mustache corners before he did that, ladies <laughs> he and did, gentlemen. Did. He did. <laughs> Only one though. Just the one side. It's it's. He's ready to rock. Let's hear it. All right. Well, then I got I got Chargers going second. Oh my God, that's so bold. It's really not that bold. <laughs> then what do you got after that? Two more spots. Um, I'm gonna put Broncos and then Raiders. I just don't think the Raiders are that good. But you know what? I really think those last three teams could be at any three positions. I mean, that's usually how that works. Three teams, three spots, a lot of disparity. It's, it's the, the, the whole division <laughs> is Kansas City's to lose, and then the, the next three teams, I mean, we, they could be anywhere. We said the same I mean, thing about at, the NFC at, South. You want bold claim. Bold claim is that the Chargers and the Chiefs tie in record, and the Chargers have them on tiebreaker. Is that where you're going with? Yes. Oh, look at you. Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders. Man, you got the Raiders down too. Well, yeah, they're booty Chiefs. All right. Derek Carr's gone after this year. One more year of just absolute so disappointment. Is that is that your bold claim? Is that Derek Carr is gone after this year? I'm Derek, Derek Carr is probably gone after six games. He's either benched or, or shipped out. So this is uh, this is your Dak prediction of no. Josh, I got Josh's I got I got year. other ones. I got other okay. I got other things on that are cooking. But yeah, I think I think the Chargers are good enough, and they play a weak record based on their schedule last year that they they can win eleven to twelve games. I don't think the Chiefs will be as dominant as they were last year. Just new line. It's going to take a little while for that to figure out, settle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Another year for teams to figure out how to stop you and copy the exactly. blueprint. Right. And also, like, if one injury happens, that changes the whole dynamic for for the whole division. But at the same time, like one, like if 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 uh, Chris Jones goes down, all of a sudden their pass rush is shot. 
they rely on him pushing the pocket up the middle so that their defensive ends can, can crash in. For sure. So, like, you know, I, I, I don't think that they, they got th- – they get through the past three seasons remarkably healthy. And that says a lot for, like, their organization and their strength and conditioning and all that. But, like, even the Bills, like, you, we, we got through 2019 significantly healthy. And we got hindered a bit last year. Yeah. Tremaine, Milano. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, it, receivers it, near the end. Yeah, these yeah. things, like, they happen, especially with 17 games. Absolutely. Uh, I am going to go kind of similar to you guys. I am going to go with... Kansas City first, then the Chargers, but I got the Raiders top and the Broncos at the bottom because you know, the Broncos don't have a quarterback. And I mean, Derek Carr greater than symbol anybody on Broncos. Yes, that's generally how I have that shit out myself. I, so. the, I have a hard time find. I have a hard time Broncos believing that the Broncos better. defense will not win them exactly fifty percent of their games. The Broncos defense is just better. Chubb, Chubb, and Von Miller for the first time actually playing together. Chinks knock on wood. <laughs> Bunch of new defensive. Pieces to play with. Yeah. And we've already talked. Like, they, they do have offensive pieces. They're just a quarterback away. Right. So, with that talent, you can certainly scrape by. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and like I said. Not to poke holes in your rankings. But. No, but I mean, I, I just look at that and say, you know, that's one of those things that you. You're right. You're right to take the but, better bet in Derek Carr versus Drew Locke in terms of finishing. Yeah. And, and to me, you know. It's still an offensive league. You still need a quarterback to win football games, and they don't have one. So right. that's that's really where I'm coming from with it. Right. So, um, anything else in the sporting world for the good of the order here? We're uh, yeah, right, I mean, right about time wise. So. We, we we haven't talked any any draft NHL draft Sabers things. Right. So let's uh, let's I'm gonna let you guys dive into that because I don't took know Owen a lot Power, about it. Took Owen Power at one, which not a big fan of. Um, a lot of people weren't, but I mean, like I don't blame him. It's it's the he, safe pick. Which is why I don't like it. I would have preferred William Eklund. But we also doled out Ristolainen, which is which gives right. that spot for another defenseman. But he's not coming for another year. Right? No, no, no. He's, he's going back to Michigan. I will say this because uh, the Risto trade was great. Um, we've said on this show you're going to trade Ristolainen to try to find somebody to replace that role. One Owen Power is six foot six. Now he's not a right-handed defenseman. Who cares? The other thing is you got value for Risto. And we always said that if you're going to trade Risto, you better get a good package back. And we did. So I can't complain with that. And then at 13, we took a flyer on a goal-scoring winger, and that's what you have to do. You know, you got to got to draft that offensive production and, and hope that you find Victor Olofsson's. Right. You know, and that's one of those things for me, like one of the biggest knocks on the Sabres is, oh, they can't score goals. So they went and took a flyer on a dude who could score goals, and people aren't a fan And then of we decided to go with four Russians. To fill out the back uh, end of the draft, which I'm all for, man. The last Russians time we are, draft, Russians are built different. Last time we took a Russian was Grigorenko with in the Gergensen's draft. That was uh, obviously didn't work out. But before that, we didn't draft a Russian bef- until 2000. Right. And obviously, we had a Finneganov before that, but he was drafted like 97, maybe. And we just haven't done it in a while. And you look around the league, and how many Russian guys are just slotting Tearing the puck up. in the neck? Yeah. I mean, you got Panarin. You got obviously Ovi, Kuznetsov, Malkin. You used to have Datsuk, Kovalchuk. Like they got guys who they're they're so good at putting the puck in the net. Yeah, and we just don't draft them. And I get it because this is something that casual hockey fans don't really get. The Russians are coming, and they have the KHL, which is you can make millions of dollars in the KHL. 
playing in your home country. You don't have to leave. You don't have to go learn a new language, deal with the media, deal with all that. But that, 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 that you got to fight for prospects. Yeah. So you can draft this 18 year old kid, but if a KHL team offers him a five year deal where he makes $6 million a year, he's going to be like, well, fuck the NHL. I'm not going there. And then at the end of that deal, maybe he'll come over, but then he's 24. Right. That's how you get Kirill Kaprizov from this year. Came over, 24-year-old rookie, lit the world on fire. Well, yeah, right. he just finished oh, yeah, a professional contract. And that's, and that's, and that's a 24-year-old like grown-ass right. man. Panarin did the same Panarin thing. Panarin was a rookie of the year. Um, well, he played with Patty Kane. Yeah, he played with Patty Kane, and he was older. But, like, that's that's the risk you take with him. But at the same time, I mean, I, I will wait five years for a Kirill Kaprizov if that's if that's what one of these guys turns out to be. I mean, again, we're, we're talking about dudes who usually we talk about, like, oh, he's only 24. But like now you're talking about a 24 year old with five years of pro experience under his belt. Right. It's almost like we talk about that with like Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. That's something different. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, you got to get the talent wherever you can, and it seems like there's a very distinct pipeline coming from the past Russia. two years have also been very distinct. In we get to see Kevin Adams' drafting style, and I, for one, am all for it. He goes out, and the thing that I've seen, and this is similar to what Bean does, is he takes talent that's been told no. And he takes, the the other thing, if you want more hockey technical terms, he goes out and gets wingers who put the puck in the net. Right. Which is their job. He doesn't go, ah, man, this guy, he's a penalty kill specialist, defensive guy. He's going to play on the wing for us and maybe get five points in the year. No, he wants guys who are going to be on the wing, get up and down the ice, put the puck in the net. He wants some skill. I'm I'm told, and I could be wrong, but I'm told that he who scores more wins more. Allegedly, to be confirmed. Uh, I'm gonna have my people make some phone calls. All right, you got a guy? I, I got a few. Oh, so. you got a, you got a few guys. You're not you're not telling me. That's more you got than, all the insider information. That, that's here, more huh? than one guy. Wow, that's incredible. It might even be a gee. Oh, I, I have. I you're have, telling me he's French. I Get a, the fuck out of here. Go a, back up north, pal. I have a guy named Gee. Don't oh, you worry God. about that. Oh, my God. Hell of a slap shot, that guy. That I, I'd imagine he's French. He's, right? he's a little different. He probably has a baguette, too. Yeah. From Quebec. Good ice fishing in Quebec. Um, Sure. I don't know. I heard it from somewhere. I mean, I don't think the river freezes over. They got lakes over by Quebec. I'm assuming it's Canada. I don't know. I feel like by, at this point we're... Quebec to get the St. Lawrence. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it freezes over, though. It's pretty oh, wide and deep. I feel like at this point we're just chasing waterfalls and we should probably just stick to the rivers and the lakes that we're used to. Side note, um, I'm yeah. still on the don't trade Jack Eichel train. Yeah, listen, especially if you're not getting what you want for him. Like, you know he's worth. You you know he's worth well, a and, good amount. And we can, we can bring in this. Sam Reinhart fetched a lower price than Rasmus Ristolainen. Now, everyone can be pissed about it. I'm all for having a goalie with tremendous upside led Canada in the World Juniors to a silver medal last year after being a seventh-round pick, had terrific numbers, and has all the athletic potential, plus a first-round pick next year. Honestly, right. the way— It's not an awful haul, but Sam is— The way the way I'm really looking good. at this is if you just look at uh, Risto's haul and um, Reinhardt's. Reinhardt's and just switch it. Because that's honestly the value that yeah. I was expecting out yeah. of it. But, uh, but the so, point so really, is, you look the, at you the, look at the two of them. You say you got rid of these two, you got this in return. Right. You still got two firsts. Right. You still got two first round draft still capital two, out two of first. it. My point was that shows you the market. The right. defenseman market is steep. 
And right now the forward market is not much. Yeah. So why would I trade a top 10 center face of my franchise for, for scraps? Yeah. I'm not doing it. And I'm glad that Kevin Adams, they've said, stick into his guns. He's not dropping the price. Don't. Just hang on. Like, people are always like, oh, Jack Eichel's value is going to go down. How? He like, can't just not show up. Like, then we don't have to pay him. It's right. not like, oh, Jack doesn't show up and he still makes his $10 million a year to not play hockey. That's not how that works. And, and we've, we've seen the, this. The Tampa Bay Lightning has proved that that's not how that works. Correct. <laughs> and my, my thing is, like, if I'm Kevin Adams, I'm selling Jack on, look, at you really want out of here? You have to show up. You have to ball out in the beginning of the season so that people see that you can still play and we can actually trade you. Right. But I'm not just giving you away because you're disgruntled. Right. And we've seen it across the board in all professional sports, specifically, mostly in football right now, where guys are going, sign a big contract, I want out. No. Okay. No. Because it much like a top 10 center, either you have one or you want one. Right. Like We used to have two, and then we just kind of shipped one out for a bunch of nuts and bolts. Here we are. And here we are. So uh, last piece on this, is this the draft that starts to turn the Sabres around? No. No? Okay. Next year. Next year. Got it. So uh, that'll about, about do it. How many times have you heard that? I mean, like, you know, fair, but at, honestly, if, if if we're looking for a real turnaround from the Sabres, it was last year. It was right. it was Jack Quinn, J.J. Paterka, and, like, that's the start of Kevin Adams' prospect pool. Right. And Quinn, and Quinn has already played at the AHL level and shown that he's got talent, had an injury setback. Paterka went and lit the German League on fire last year. I mean, the kid can shoot, and he crushed World Juniors. So, like... If if there was a draft that turns around the fortune of the Sabres, it was last year. Right. So, does this help take us further in that direction then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, look, he's, like I said, Kevin Adams, there's one thing that he's done. He's just continually trying to add scoring depth on wing. Right. And I'm fine with that because, like, especially prospects. One, you're drafting kids. You don't know how big and strong they're actually going to get. A lot of times these kids, some will sprout, and you draft a kid who's 5'10", 165, which I saw all over the place this weekend, plays in the NHL at 6'1", 205. Like, that's that's a pretty different person. It's it's a lot Another different. Thing, it's a lot different from the NFL where right, you're, yeah, drafting, you're, not getting, you're, you're drafting 21-year-olds, 22-year-olds, whereas in the NHL you're drafting 16, 17, right. 18-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're, you're drafting kids. And my point was they all can score, right? Everybody, when they're growing up who makes the NHL, they all can score. But when some guys get bigger and fill out, the defensive role becomes more of their game. And you're always going to be able to find that and sign that in the NHL. What you can't find is the guy who grows and continues to play his offensive game at such a high level that when his body catches up, he also can play defense, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I like it. Well, that's going to about do it for us. We are, uh, we've crossed over the hour mark for the episode, so we're trying to keep it into a, a certain special spot there. But uh, is this your last one? Um, unless I'm here next week. Okay, because I'm I'm recording with uh, with Matt Johnson of the Two Point Conversation to cover the Colts division because he's a big Colts fan, but uh, I can play that one pretty much whenever. Uh, so maybe we'll get you on for one more before you go back to school. Yeah, and uh, maybe at some point when you go back to school and have a little bit more time on your hands, you can get back to your reverse retro stuff that you were doing. Yeah, I, 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 I tried to get back onto that. And I'm not gonna lie, the freaking Cowboys suck. No, you should you should bring up the Browns. They put out their retro. Oh, yeah. So the Browns put out their retro, almost exact copy of what I did. But I mean, they chose the same year as I did. But So here's what's cool, 
had you kept on pace, it would have been out there and been like, hey, they took my design. Yeah. But you didn't. It's, nice, um, nice going. It's not really my design anyways. It's still their design. Right. I, I, but you're, you're – it was basically It's just cool that, that an actual team basically did the same thing. They just flipped yeah. the number colors. Yeah, so honestly, it's what what I'm struggling right with right now is the fucking Cowboys, and yeah. we're, we're, we're going to get through it. I mean, fair. The Cowboys suck. Yeah. So mediocre. Yeah. So uh, we'll see if we can get Ben back on for next week, and if not, uh, you know, thanks for being around, and we'll, we'll get you in on yeah, Zoom definitely. calls when you got some time. You know, I'll bring you in just me and you and – do the do it zoom Ooh. style. Heck yeah. Maybe <laughs> Shut we, up, Nick. May, maybe we can talk some uh, D3 football. Yeah, we I'm can always do, here for that. Absolutely, we can talk D3 football. So, uh, what are you looking at me for? I don't get to talk D3 football. <laughs> you can talk about D3 football. <laughs> I've muted their mic so I can put this episode to bed. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. This has been Hats, Tats, and Stats. As always, Hats, Tats, and Stats is part of the BICBP radio network, www.bicbp-radio.com. Hats, dash, tats, dash, stats. Uh, you can catch it on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, all the good stuff. Uh, like, follow, share, subscribe, find us on social media. If you type in Hats, Stats, and Stats into Google, we're the only thing that will pop up. As always, I'm EZD. This has been a new episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats, and we'll catch you guys next week. Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast is brought to you by Stinger Sports. Stinger Sports makes high-quality, fully custom supplemented uniforms and apparel that will have you looking great on and off the field. Get your custom-made pro-quality gear today at StingerWoodBats.com and put that S on your chest. Use promo code TIP of the CAP, all one word, for 10% off your order. Stinger Sports. Look great. Feel great. Play great.